We're live now. Uh, so welcome. We've got a bunch of guests today for our happy hour chat. We've got Nick Grinder, James Hall, Seth Weaver, all getting introduced first, of course, because they play trombone. And then we also have John Lake and Jason Yeager, uh, great trumpet player and pianist, respectively. And uh, so thanks all, I, thanks all for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Nick. Yeah. Good to be here. So um, I want to kick it off. I want to go go around. I guess uh, we'll, it doesn't matter what order we go in, but I'd love for everybody to, to introduce themselves, tell the listeners who you are, kind of what you play, and uh, where you're at during this whole episode, and uh, maybe what you're drinking for happy hour. I got, I've got a nice bourbon here, so... I'll let Nick Grinder. Why don't you kick us off? Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm I'm a trombone player, and I'm I'm in Washington Heights in Manhattan right now. Um, and I'm yeah I'm I'm right near actually Columbia, Columbia University actually actually where Seth Weaver. You live like what five blocks away from me or ten blocks something like that? Well, I as of two weeks ago, I uh, am a Brooklyn resident. Oh, so okay. I used to live yeah right around the corner from here, but okay. I. Um, yeah, but uh that's that's actually good for you good congratulations <laughs> um but yeah no I'm, I'm here in manhattan uh just freelance trombone i had a, an album come out last year um called fairlawn um about, about almost a, about a year ago on uh the label doing a lot of freelance trombone stuff not so much right now anymore um it's pretty pretty you know you can't really go anywhere right now in new york city it's pretty weird um but it's you know, we're all making the best of it. So, yeah. Indeed, indeed. Uh, who wants to jump in? Uh, uh, my name's John Lake. I play trumpet. I live in Brooklyn. What up, Seth? What's up? We're neighbors now, basically. Boom. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have an album coming out. It's my debut album. It's going to be out uh, in late June with Outside In. It's called Seven Angels. It's a quintet record, and I add um, uh, another horn player for a couple tracks, uh, Michael Thomas, great alto player. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I'm going through the process right now. Of, I'm finishing my getting my artwork finished and getting a press agent and all the really uh, fun stuff that you don't think about when you're, you know, thinking about releasing an album. You're just thinking about writing the music and performing, but... Uh, yeah, I'm right in the middle of that process now. So it's it's fun, it's exciting, it's a little uh, little scary, but we're gonna get through it. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, who's next? I'll go. Uh, I'm Jason Yeager. I'm a pianist and composer. I'm in Harlem. Um, I'm actually not far from Washington Heights, uh, just a little bit south, um, in an area called uh, Hamilton Heights, or formerly. We're also very right next to Sugar Hill, famous Sugar Hill in Harlem from Take the A Train. And I'm not a trombone player, but I am one of many on this call with an ER last name. I would just like to point that out, that the ERs have it over the trombonists. And I know those, those are intersecting. There's, there could be a Venn diagram of trombone players and ER. And um, I wouldn't be in the trombone circle, but I'm in the ER circle. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, this is a crazy time we're living through. Um, my affiliation with the label goes back to this past year uh, when I released uh, New Songs of Resistance uh, in October, uh, an album uh, that I put out with Outside In Music. And then um, a good friend and colleague of mine, Randall de Pommier, and I are releasing a single 
with Outside In uh, digital single uh, next month. Uh, it's our duo version of the song, Everything Happens to Me, um, which in light of recent events, it sh probably should be Everything Happens to All of Us because we're all kind of going through this together, um, this crazy situation. But in any case, um, that's what's up with me right now. And meanwhile, I'm just trying to keep my teaching going and I'm doing some online concerts, including uh, a fundraiser for a, an art center in my hometown of Framingham, Massachusetts. Um, so um, I live here with my fiance, who's an amazing singer named Julie Benko. And so at least I have uh, one collaborator with whom I can keep playing uh, in the, you know, in person. Uh, but it's been very weird to be apart from everybody and, and converse via this medium. But I'm grateful that we have it because without it, what would we do? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and let's go to James. Oh, James, oh. you're muted. You muted yourself. No longer muted. Professional <laughs> musician here, folks. <laughs> uh, my name is James Hall and another trombonist here on the Outside In family and um, released um, my last album, Lattice, in 2018 on Outside In. And it's been fun in the couple years since to hear everyone else's stuff coming out. I was just checking out Nick's Farallon album before we got on and I think the new Alchemy stuff that John Lake was doing with the large ensemble, they were working with Outside In. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's just so fun to see all new stuff coming out. We were, so I was in New York for eight years and um, my wife and I had a baby um, just under two years ago. And she she's an art historian and curator and got a job here in Fort Worth, Texas. So we moved. And so now we're Texans. And um, so um, a lot of my work now has been bringing my New York projects to um, Texas. So um, I just uh, did some projects with Jamie Baum on flute. Um, she came down and we did a little mini tour here in Texas. And my, um, my new stuff, I'm composing, um, kind of swinging the pendulum back towards the um, modernist contemporary direction. So I'm working with um, set theory and some 20th century classical techniques and um, some chip tunes and programming. And that's all kind of going in a soup and it's going to become whatever the next thing is. So that's where we are right now. Nice. And uh, last but I saved Seth for last just because his album is coming out uh, tomorrow. It is. Uh, yeah, hi, this is Seth. Um, I'm a trombone player and composer arranger. And um, as Nick just said, I've got a, a, my debut album is coming out uh, tomorrow, which I'm super excited about. And uh, this is my, this year has been a lot of firsts for me, like recording the, the record and then working with publicists the last few months. And uh, it's been just great. Uh, a lot of, tremendous amount of work. I had no idea, you know, how much work it goes into uh, behind the scenes of making an album besides what Mike John Lake was talking about. Um, besides the actual writing and music and recording, there's so much other stuff that I never thought about. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm really excited to have a record out there into the world. And yeah. Beautiful. And so that's coming tomorrow on all the streaming platforms and uh, maybe with a slight delay on physical ordering, uh, if you, just because slight of delay. Amazon, slightly delay, but uh, you can check those out. I'm sure you can get them directly from Seth as 
with everybody's project directly from the artist is always the best way to um, be able to support them. But uh, so now I'd like to go around again, and I think we could we should all uh, talk about who that you think is the um, best jazz musician that you would love to be quarantined with. <laughs> Anyone, dead or alive. Dead or alive, it doesn't matter. Or it could be any musician. It doesn't necessarily have to be a jazz musician. But uh, um, I think, I think you know, in this time, it would be nice, like, for some of us that are single note players to maybe have a collaborator to play with, you know? But uh, so anybody have, uh, want to jump in there? Oh, James, you're muted again. <laughs> I'll jump in again. <laughs> um, I don't know the guy personally. Maybe some of you have worked with him, but just in terms of like the times we're in and who I'd like to collaborate in an age of quarantine, probably like Rand Blake or someone in the third stream world, you know, dark, murky, film noir, you know, duo partner on piano. That's, that's probably who I would pick. I, I'd like to jump in. I know Rand personally, and uh, I can tell you, Rand is a great hang. You would have to go to Massachusetts and go to his basement lair in Brookline, Mass, and he would give you some Jack Daniels, you'd watch some film noir, probably like a three minute segment on repeat. And eventually you'd <laughs> play some killing, dark, noirish improvisational music. That sounds perfect. That's what I want. Whoa. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, who wants to jump in? Come on, Nick Grinder. I know you have someone. I, I was thinking about, I, I, was just, I was just listening to Ted Poor's album. He, hmm. he has a newish album out. Um, with uh, Andrew D'Angelo, and it would be fun. I mean, just like the sound that he gets out of the drums is—I I don't know—it's—it's—it's it's, it's really cool. Like he—he he really makes it not almost not sound like drums in a way. Like um, it almost sounds like a tonal instrument, not just in the way that you know he's like, oh, here I am playing uh, whatever anthropology on the drums. Like you know, it's just a really—he he gets a really interesting sound that I think that would be. It'd be, it'd be interesting to do with trombone. I mean, I don't know him. I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm sure it'd be fun. Um, he's from Rochester. He's from Rochester. So, um, yeah, Canada. He's a Canadian. I oh, come on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, I think, I don't know. I was just, I listened to his album a couple times on this, um, you know, over the past few days. And not only does it really fit the kind of how everything is right now, it's, re it's really interesting. It's kind of beautiful, um, really wide open music. Um, I think that would be fun. Um, just immediately when you had suggested that, I was like, man, it, it would suck. I mean, obviously, this is a, a pretty terrible thing to say something about this who's not around anymore. But, you know, we all know Miles Davis had a pretty uh, maybe difficult personality, um, to say the least. Um, and it would be pretty insane to be stuck with somebody like that. You know what I mean? Right. Just really do that full roller coaster of <laughs> whatever kind of goes along. You know, so I think that would uh, maybe fun is not the right word, but it would definitely be. That, that would be something. <laughs> it would be something. It would be a challenging time, I think. It, it would be very challenging. I think that's, that's you know, if I may, and I, I totally have the same impression from what I've read about Miles. I was talking with a um, uh, uh, a jazz critic and historian that I'm friendly with up in Boston, and he was saying that. His experiences, he, he saw Miles in the 70s at this uh, small club and late 60s, early 70s, the small club called Lenny's on the Turnpike, north of Boston. And Miles would always be the first one to get to the club before the rest of the band, at least on always on these two occasions. Uh, and 
uh, he would be there. The, this friend of mine would be there early as well because he wanted to, you know, check out all the music and he was passionate and they would have these lovely conversations at the bar and he never got the sense that Miles was a difficult person. He never cursed. He didn't talk shit about people speaking of cursing. Uh, and, uh, you know, that, that really kind of surprised me. This was a conversation I had with this guy like a month ago. So I had the same impression, but mm -hmm. some people had different experiences still wouldn't want to be quarantined with miles, but right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Actually I had a funny thing. Um, but yeah, this, this alto player about Bobby Percelli, um, who's pretty old, probably Percelli or whatever. Um, he, you know, he, he's an older guy, but he actually heard miles a lot and he heard the, the kind of blue band, um, you know, the first short quintet, he actually heard them a ton. And he sort of said the same thing, you know, he was maybe known as being kind of weird on stage or whatever, but he's like, man, he was so great on stage, just, you know, person, you know, his personality seemed great. And he, he said that the band, he said that he was like, yeah, you know, that album kind of blew, like that was nothing compared to what they were doing on stage. And to me that just, you know, I mean, we all, it's it's almost cliche to say you like that album but i mean i love that album and i mean that's a great that's a great album that's a great album you know and it's kind of amazing for me to even think about like what how could something be better than that you know but of course i mean of course it could be and of course i don't of course i believe it especially with that band and especially with them for sure for sure uh jason since you interjected who, who would you want to be stuck with you know i need a pianist to be stuck with Right. I know. I was thinking about that. Well, I, I am really grateful to be stuck with uh, my fiance, who's, you know, as I said, is a singer. But uh, since I already have a singer, um, I think, you know, I, I don't know if you've all been experiencing mood swings and ups and downs, and I, I certainly have been. So I, I would pick like somebody who has the most joyous sound that I can think of, and also somebody who I think would be a lot of fun to hang with. So I would say Cannonball Adderley. Mm. I would also love to play with him. And I feel like he's also got the kind of rhythmic uh the rhythmic drive and aliveness that it would be like having a drummer and a bass player even just having him on alto so i would love to play with cannonball that's who i'd want to be quarantined with it's a good answer it's a pretty good answer uh, what about you john um you know i was just thinking kind of along the lines of nick like a lot of great jazz musicians are just like man i think it would be kind of not that fun to hang out with them for a variety of reasons you know they're <laughs> such strong characters and you know what that can kind of do to somebody's personality um but one guy that i think of a lot uh, who was one of my former teachers that i would love to spend more time with is uh, art landy he's a piano mm -hmm. player um, out in colorado and he used to record on ecm back in like the 80s recorded with jan garberek and a bunch of different and kenny wheeler and uh you know, in addition to being an amazing piano player, he plays drums. It would be great to be a lot of fun to play with him. He's a great accompanist and he can kind of go in any direction, you know, free modern jazz, or he can play stride. He can do anything, man. It's really amazing. And he also loves to just sit around and watch movies and stuff. So I, I would definitely say Art, Art Landy. Wow, nice. That's a good answer too. Just was talking to some people when I was in Arizona. I guess he spends his summer or winter there in Arizona in Phoenix. I don't know about that. Maybe. Um, I, I really don't remember. Uh, I should call him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Seth, who's your quarantine buddy going to be? Uh, well, I thought I'd, I was thinking uh, my next project would kind of on hold for now, <clears throat> at least uh, recording it. <laughs> uh, be more folk, folk music. And mm. uh, I, one of my heroes since I was 
kid was uh, Chris Seeley. Hmm. And he's, I guess, only slightly older than I am. But um, it would be really amazing to be to work with him and uh, something in that vein. So, uh, yeah, Chris Seeley would be fine. And he's a really nice person as well. So good hang for sure. Nice. You don't want to record an album right now? After <laughs> about to put well, out a bad record? <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I, I need a few months off, and then I'll be ready. <laughs> Just a few months off. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> There's going to be so much music ready to go by the end of this. Absolutely. I saw you on Instagram, Seth. I saw you were writing big band charts. I, I am. I have a whole, a whole, well, this is for next year, but I've, going to do another big band record next year <clears throat> and uh i've just finished the first track coming out so yeah nice nice so um yeah the other day i got a kind of a crazy text from one of our um other clients um from the west coast and they were at whole foods and they sent a picture of um some armed guards standing outside of whole foods um to protect apparently protect the shoppers and prevent people from stealing any toilet paper but uh so that was crazy and then remy labeouf yesterday or the other day was saying that his sister got a ticket for for jogging and not social distancing far enough uh and that was in san francisco and uh so i was wondering what other crazy shit you guys have seen over the last couple of weeks or if anything at all from your man i haven't seen anything like weird you know uh people are wearing masks here in, in new york in brooklyn like i was out today i took a bike ride and i kept my distance from everybody you know but mm-hmm. but uh it's been really calm and mellow i i haven't seen anything um i mean it's a little out of the ordinary for sure but i haven't seen anything that really made me you know raise an eyebrow and say that was weird i don't know um, yeah, same, same thing up uh in my neighborhood it, it actually the first i remember i think it was we had a total lockdown i guess on sunday is when it happened when we sort of told not to go out at all but up until then it was kind of crazy how many people were in the park and stuff like that i mean everybody was felt like everybody was almost treating it like a vacation in a way but um you know obviously we're not doing that anymore but yeah it just seems you know going out walking around it's like yeah a couple people are wearing masks um but it's just just weird weirdly quiet at least in my neighborhood like it, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem strange but there's just you know considerably less people but other than that it's it's fairly normal which is kind of kind of weird in its own way you know because like something should be right you know. i gotta second what nick said because i i live not far from washington heights and until sunday's order went to effect i felt like most people in my neighborhood we're not taking the the threat of this so seriously. At least that's not how it appeared because everything seemed to be going on kind of as usual. Um, but now I see fewer people out generally when I go on walks and stuff and more people protecting themselves. Um, I guess a weird thing, just, I think it was just yesterday, it almost been two days ago, uh, seeing a couple guys on the street like sharing a bottle of Jack Daniels or something. And I was like, oh, wow. That's some people are just, you know, Speaking of happy hour, like that's that's very important to some people. So it's true. Well, I'm uh, a very quiet town called Millbrook, uh, about an hour and a half north of the city with my in-laws. I've been here for about a week and a half, and um, things are uh, pretty much the same up here. Um, but they've had uh, 
these runs during the afternoon. And whenever you see somebody, you you go to the other side of the street. Everyone's super friendly, but you just distance yourself as much as possible from the other person. It's really interesting. Just like it's a weird, like, hey, how's it going? But also, like, you're getting far away from them. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's kind of strange in that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just the rationing on our end. It's, you know, we're in Tarrant County where I live is we only have something like 20, 30 confirmed cases. So it's small potatoes comparatively. Um, But it is a little weird to see people like spaced out six feet and the grocery aisle. And, um, And I've also noticed people are like going the extra mile to try to be friendly when you're on a run and you see them because they can't talk to you intimately so they'll like really wave hard at you (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) oh man that's funny so nick kind of mentioned uh something that was going to be my next question he said he was checking out checking out the new ted poor record but i was wondering um if anybody has been listening to anything uh that that they might want to share anything interesting or new Yeah, I'm jumping on, uh, since I mentioned I was doing the sort of uh, synth chiptunesy, you know, I'm working with my Game Boy from childhood and trying to program it with pure data and some stuff. So I'm trying to research um, other composers who have incorporated electronic stuff into their music, you know, more so than just like, say, electric keyboard or something. So I've been diving into Messian and um, uh, the Tarangalila Symphony that he did with Owned Martineau and um, some of those things, just to hear how other composers are trying to incorporate electronic sounds into contemporary uh, classical composition or others. So um, him and Stockhausen and some of that stuff, which has been really fun. It's just a different sound world than the more jazzy stuff I had been listening to uh, in the last couple of years. Nice. Cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've been listening to that, uh, that Ted, this Ted poor album called you already know, which kind of just came out, um, as Andrew D'Angelo on it, which is, you know, great. Um, also that band human feel, um, also having Andrew yeah. D'Angelo, it's a great, you know, it's got Kurt Rosenway, Bo Chris Speed, Jim Black. Um, but I've been getting into some of that. I've also been trying to listen to, I've been listening to singers a lot. I've been trying to learn tunes. I feel like sometimes I don't have time to just learn tunes, you know? And so I've been really trying to like, just go back and do that. So I've been listening to singers. Um, listen to that Lester Young, a musical romance thing with uh, Billy Holiday, Lester Young. Um, so I've been I've been kind of trying to like just trans, you know, trying to take down the tunes that I don't know from that album and do you know just like kind of not not basic jazz stuff, but you know just like trying to get in the habit of really playing tunes again and really um, getting all that stuff happening um i've also been listening to that what is that is that um what what check berg you know that opera it's, oh uh what's that yeah yeah that's um th- there was a performance the met i think the met did a performance of that and i missed it and i've been trying to been trying to like get into that whole i i've never really been a huge fan of opera and I'm kind of trying to trying to get into it a little. i love that stuff man we just saw um uh the nose uh, uh two years ago at the met is also like that kind of modernist mm-hmm. um vein and it's like it's just so bonkers when you hear especially when it's combined with a human voice because it has different limitations you know yeah um it, and i mean just an opera like i it just makes me to me it's like man it sounds it's it, it sounds uh, antiquated isn't the right word but when you're you know there is a certain sound to me that does sound a little antiquated about opera and the, but then when you're 
pairing with all this crazy stuff that the orchestra is doing and you know just crazy writing it's like it's a very cool juxtaposition mm -hmm. so, yeah that's what i'm into right now nice anybody else have anything they've been checking out i've been checking out that new uh it's been a throwback to childhood almost the new um mel dow redman uh brian blade thing with uh wait i missed somebody McBride, yeah, McBride. That that wow. they have a new they have a new project. Well, the single came out, but uh, yeah. they got a record coming. Wow. I've been checking that out. It makes it takes me back it takes me back to another time. <laughs> totally. I've been checking out the new Matheny record from this place. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it's yeah. good. Which Likewise. is stunning with the the Jim McNeely arrangements and uh, my friend Linda O holding it down on bass and. Uh, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, Matheny's one of those guys who has an instantly recognizable sound, but he, he seems to always be stretching and trying something different and, and creatively new, and yet uh, still manages to re re be accessible and, and easy to, to take in on a first lesson. And um, I'm not even a, a huge Matheny connoisseur. I only have a couple records, but um, I was very impressed with that new one, really enjoying it. I've been uh, transcribing Bud Powell, trying to get my piano game together. <laughs> oh, on piano, not on trombone. Nice. Uh, yeah, on piano. So uh, that's that's my kind of quarantine project. Is any particular least, bud? What bud? Celia. Uh, it's that's all I think. That's I a class. Yeah, I, it's such an amazing solo, and uh, the comping's pretty pretty basic. So. Uh, who knows if I'll get it together, but. <laughs> no, but I mean, if you can't mention Celia without the talking about the, um, uh, the, the version, uh, why am I blanking on this name? Okay. never mind. Moving on from that thought. <laughs> Hello. Um, Chikoria version. Is that no, 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 no. Uh, uh, played with, um, played with Winton, uh, Kenny Kirkland. Kenny Kirkland. Of course. Kenny Kirkland. Yeah. The Kenny Kirkland version. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, wow. Um, anyway, sorry. That's just something I always show to my improv classes because they're like, they have no idea that je like a bebop tune could be translated in that way. So anyway, hmm. moving on. <laughs> Great story, Nick. Um, <laughs> it was good. I like so, it. It was good. It was good. So I'm wondering uh, a little bit, and some of you guys have talked about it some already, but I'm wondering if anybody else has like a quarantine project or some pr things that they're really working on. Seth's transcribing, working on a new big band record. Sounds like he's winning in the, in the <laughs> pile, biggest stack of projects. But uh, what, are the, what are the rest of you guys working on? Um, I mentioned earlier, I'm really focused on, on getting this current record out and uh, you know, um, all the little busy work that goes along with that. I was involved in a, uh, uh, a project, I don't know if you guys saw, Chad Lefkowitz Brown had a, uh, a virtual big band recording that just went, it was on uh, Good Morning America this morning, which was pretty cool. And I was like in the top top left corner, like in this area over here. Uh, but other than that, man, I've really just been uh, kind of chilling. I actually <laughs> haven't played my horn in like a week and a half. It's kind of been great. I don't know if, if you guys have experienced that as well, but uh, I'm loving it. You know, uh, there will be a time to get back to it, but I'm, I'm just kind of taking it easy right now. Nice, that's good. You need that too. Balance is hard to come by. 
Yeah. Before uh, before all the uh, isolation and whatnot, I had just started to finally transcribe one of my favorite favorite Charlie Parker performances, which is the 1942 Cherokee, which is him and the guitarist and the dude playing brushes on a phone book or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so I've been I've been working on that and some other little transcription things and. I've been getting really into this um, 20th century composer, uh, Federico Monpu, and I've been playing mm-hmm. some of his piano music, uh, in particular this short three-part piece called Paisajes, or Landscapes. So I'm trying to stay busy at the piano, and, and uh, since I'm at home with the instrument all the time, um, that's, that's been what I've been enjoying most, I guess, in terms of my music. Great. <clears throat> yeah, I've I've been just I've been just trying to get a really good practice schedule going on. I do I play a lot of bass trombone, um, cool. and I I've really been trying. It's always sort of a challenge for me, uh, you know what, how, how much of each horn to sort of play. And so I've been really trying to, you know, try, trying to get a good balance with that stuff, and also kind of relax because this is a stressful time, at least for me. I don't know. It's especially you know we're mostly performers and losing work you know not performing and not not having that kind of income come in is you know it's just it's stressful i mean it's also the whole thing about you know there's pandemic going on it's a, it's a lot to deal with um it's but i've also i've also been trying to write this i've been for a long time i've been trying to write a trombone quartet a couple of things for trombone quartet um just like original kind of stuff for it um so i i'm kind of gonna spend this time to go back to that and try to try to write a write a cut you know at least at least a couple of things for quintet to try to make that happen so well you've got your quartet right here oh wait quintet never mind <laughs> that's okay <laughs> i can just listen well I, no actually i guess yeah the conduct yeah. <laughs> uh anybody else have anything that they're working on i have seth we already kind of already know your projects but yeah i've been doing a, a trombone organ is kind of my thing right because now i moved to texas and everybody down here goes to church and so there's a lot of organists that uh, are really excited if you suggest that you have some rep that you want to play with them. So I've been um, going up to Denton, where Nick's part partly based now, and uh, checking out some scores there and uh, finding stuff that's interesting, some uh, contemporary, or I should say 20th century, like Czech and Austrian composers, and getting my trombone organ thing on and working that up. Nice. So it's uh, just another little sort of facet of the freelancing thing. Wow. I never thought of that. I mean, one of the most like biggest concerts, well, most had the most effect on me in college was we did um, Bach's Pasacali and Fugans D minor, C Mm -hmm. minor with organ and trombone choir in college. Oh, cool. That was a pretty good, uh, pretty good trombone and organ piece. It was pretty darn loud. (laughs) (laughs) All that together. Um, well, anyway, I, I'm really glad you all could be here tonight to chat a little bit and, you know, take our minds off of things for a second. And uh, so I just want to go around one more time and let everybody, you know, either mention some projects or things that you haven't gotten a chance to talk about yet or um, direct people to where you, you might want them to listen to your music or Instagram or, or where, wherever you want to connect with people. So, James, why don't we start off with you? Jamesallmusic.com, but my stuff that's up there right now is a little older, so check out everyone else here on the feed. They've got newer stuff that's really really fantastic so i recommend all of it seth uh well i got a record my debut record coming up uh tomorrow it's going to be available everywhere and uh, you can check 
out my music online at Seth River Music on Instagram and sort of Twitter sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. John? Uh, I just want to say, first of all, to Seth, my mom, I played your uh, single for her and she really liked it. So how do you have that I, going I, for you? You have should mention there are two people that on this call that are on my record. Uh, Nick Grinder's playing Lee Tremone and John Lake's playing Lee Trumpet. So uh, they do an amazing job. And you'll be able to hear that at uh, tomorrow. It's a great record. I mean, the single was yeah. fantastic. So. Yeah, the single sounds great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, um, I, thanks, James, for mentioning that I do have a, a big band that I run <laughs> that I forgot about called the New Alchemy <laughs> Jazz Orchestra. <laughs> And we have four singles that came out at the end of last year, at the end of 2019, through Outside In. Uh, and you can check those out um, anywhere that you get music there's from. Um, too, right? Yeah, there's videos on YouTube of those as well. Uh, so we're really proud of those. And um, yeah, the new record will be out June 26th. It's called Seven Angels. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Great. And where, where's the best place for people to find you? they want to find you oh good question and uh, i live in brooklyn um no but <laughs> sorry no, okay. <laughs> on uh johnlakejazz.com uh i'm on instagram and facebook uh yeah great jason uh yeah uh nick thank you so much for putting this together it's great to connect with uh these wonderful artists and all of you guys you all of you guys and uh, my music you can find at uh, jasonyeager.com uh, the newest, the latest album, the one I released on Outside In, is called New Songs of Resistance, and I have a single coming out April 28th on Outside In of uh, the classic standard, Everything Happens to Me. And um, yeah, just really grateful to be on here. Also, I'm wondering, I got to play with a few of you. I was grateful to have the opportunity to record on the, the next Live at Pinch recording session, and I'm wondering if there's a release date for that, Nick. Is that going to be launched at some point soon? Yeah, no, we're working on the mixes now. We, some of you have gotten mixes, some of them, but we're about halfway through the mixes. He's been working remotely, obviously. So it's taking a little longer to get the the back on the back and forth, but uh, we're about three or four songs into that. And so your guys' tunes, I'm sure. Uh, Seth had a tune, Nick had a tune, Jason had a tune on that session. So that'll be as soon as I can after I get the mixes done. Of course, uh, and, yeah. And some videos to, to go along with those as well. Cool. And Grinder? Yeah, uh, I have an album that came out last year called Fairlawn on Outside In. Um, I have an album too that came out a couple years ago called 10 Minutes. Uh, you can find both of those on my website, uh, nickgrinder.com. I also have a Facebook and uh, I have an Instagram. Uh, a lot of cat stuff on the Instagram, so come check it out. Like <laughs> um and yeah that's 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 my thing right there so go go check it out send me an email and uh i'll send you i'll send you a physical copy with no coronavirus i promise I, we'll disinfect it before you put it in the mail look at we're a mask <laughs> amazing well thank you all so much for being here and uh we'll uh we'll see catch you guys around stay safe stay healthy and uh we'll see you next time <laughs>